Hello there, it's Pete Snodden. Welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. Before we introduce this week's guests, a quick word from Northern Ireland manager Michael O'Neill. Michael, good to see you. And a continuing partnership with Cool FM. Yeah, great. Obviously, uh, great to have you boys on board. Great support. So long may it continue. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to the next um, two years with the association and and with all things Northern Ireland football. Um, We'll get into the next two games very quickly. You're obviously excited. Still a bit of disappointment that we didn't get the three points against Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, when you play as well as we did on the day and you come away with nothing that leaves you a little bit uh, there's a lot of positives to take but it does leave you a wee bit uh, disappointed a wee bit empty and the nature of this competition with Bosnia then going and winning the home game against Austria they're now in a very very strong position so it's a it means that with these two games coming up um, it's going to be very difficult for us um, particularly the fixtures haven't been kind to us to have the double header away from home is difficult um, the alternative was to have a, you know one double header on either side um, and then have a double header at home which would have been a bit nicer but they, they haven't been kind to us so we just have to get on with it and we have to try and um, you know get something in Vienna and obviously try and uh, get something in, in uh, Sarajevo too but they're two tough games but at the end of the day this tournament is you know it's for us, it's, it's about using it to develop the team further as well, and I think we'll do that. And you, you talk about the team and developing the team, and you know what well, we've got such a squad now. Mm. Yeah, we have a, a growing squad and a developing squad. You know, we, we're we're still not blessed with high numbers, but I think what's been the most pleasing aspect is we've seen players come in. Obviously, you know, the likes of Bailey and, and Jamal and, and, and young Gavin in the last game coming on in the friendly and scoring who. All three players could have been with the under-21s, for example, who got a great result in Spain. So um, there's positives there, and there's there's other players I think in the 21s that are, you know are threatening to break through as well. So that's good. I think the squad looks it looks strong. You know, it's probably looks. I still think we've a little bit of a weakness at, at centre back. You know, we're always you know Gareth and, and Aaron are still really important players for us, even though they're you know in the last stages of the career. It would be nice to see another threat to Johnny and Craig and an emerging young centre back as well. Um, so, but all in all, where we ha- where we are at the minute, I think the squad is strong. Um, I still think you know a number of players are still need to maybe make a little bit more of an impact at their clubs. Um, but as I say, that's uh, something for them to try and uh, obtain, obviously between now and November. And at Cool FM, we're really excited about the next two years and then getting into the European qualification, Euros. Um, we all expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that actually. Yeah, look, you know, we're we're in a we're in a good place. We've got to keep the momentum that we've had the last four years. Uh, we have to maintain that. We have to obviously. There's always a transition in the squad, and you know, I think when we get to the games in March when they come around, the likes of those young players that we mentioned will have a little bit more experience. They're still going to be very relatively inexperienced in the sense that it'll be their first qualification ca- campaign. Um, the other side of the Euros, I think, which will be challenging for us as a smaller nation, is the five double headers potentially. If you're in the group of six, you know, typically we haven't had that. We've had maybe two or three double headers. So you know, you're going from like hugely important games uh, back to back. Um, but I think you know we're we're well equipped. The last two qualification campaigns, um, you know, to finish top of the group and to finish second in the group gives us a lot of belief that we can certainly challenge again. Well listen, good luck. Um, we're excited. Um, two difficult games away from home but um, get the points on the board. Thanks Pete. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.
So great news for Cool FM and a continuing association with all things Northern Ireland football. Right, to this week's show, Stephen Beacom and myself are joined by Warren Point manager Stephen McDonnell and part of the managerial dream team at Glentoran, Gary Smith. Stephen, Gary, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. I think this is the first time, Biko, that we can dissect a game from last weekend because both managers are here. That's true. I was there too and it was a really enjoyable game. Um, Glen Torn started well. Warren Point finished really strongly and could have actually got all three points but 1-1. I think both teams were reasonably happy with the outcome at the end. I imagine you were frustrated, Gary, at the weekend. Yeah, I thought the first half, without being, you know, um, outstanding, I thought we'd done enough, you know, we're, we're comfortable enough at 1-0, although Warren Point um, early on had a good chance, a great save by Elliot, um, and as Biko says, our second half at the end of the game, we're, we're probably lucky enough to get a point. Yeah, 11 men first half, 10 men second half, 1-0 down at half time, you score with 10 men, and you go on and get the point um, uh, better with 10 men Saturday? Possibly. Um it didn't show earlier in the season via Institute, but certainly um, I think the lads got a new lease of life when we were down to 10. They just seemed to work that a little bit harder, which kept us in the game and gave us a platform to, to go and push on, which we got the equaliser deservedly, I felt. Um, highlight of the season so far, beating Cliftonville, and in the manner in which you did? Yeah, listen, obviously, if you, if you win a game of football like that, it's, it's um, I suppose, it doesn't really come around too often. Um, so certainly, so far, the highlight, but... We want some more of that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious as to where your head's at because you're at the foot of the table. Um, Baco has been singing your praises over how many months now, Baco? I just like the way Warren Point play. They play good football. I've actually said to Stephen a few times, do you think you play too much football, particularly against the big teams, but he's sticking to his guns and that's the way Warren Point play. They're a good watch. Let's just say that. Yeah, but but it, it must be difficult whenever you're you're scrambling there, you're putting the training in and just not getting the results. Yeah, well, listen. Look, after six games, we were we were relegated. We were already rode off. So um, the only way for us was up. And as I said, we understand what we're doing. Like we've recruited players to play a brand of football that we believe in. And I suppose we've got three results in a row now. And one win takes us in the mid table. That's the that's the reality of it. You're 26. What's it like being the youngest manager in the league? Youngest manager in history. Yeah, I I don't really dwell on it to be honest. I just I get on with the job. Um, we've got quite a, a lot of experience in the squad, and people always ask me how do you manage these guys. But the reality is they're going to judge on what you know about football and your your organisation. And if you can get them two two things across in in, in the right manner, um, I think you get the buy in. And what's the mood in the camp like? It's very good. No, it's been it's been upbeat. Um, I think the lads understand that it's a brand new panel. Like we've we've fourteen new recruits and, and eight retained from last year so it was always going to take a little a little time and I think I went on record saying it could have went one of two ways we could have started like a Balamina who've recruited quite a lot and, and started really well or started like how we've had and unfortunately it's been the latter but certainly there's been encouraging signs the last couple of games. So Gary um, we talk about the dream team at Glen Torn um, and uh, how have you found the, the transition obviously coming from the welders coming back to the, the Glens and then leapers in the mix and everything else that's going on around it? So far so good you know we've all um, we've got on pretty well you know obviously um, Ronnie calls the shots you know he's all experience in 30 plus years as I said before my whole career in the Irish League Ronnie was manager of Portadown um, so it's a good help for, for me and Leaper, you know, he's plenty of experience and whatever. Obviously we've got our own ideas, 
Um, try to get them across the big rally when, when, he, when he listens. <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes he would listen, you know, when, I, when he's in the mood, you know. But um, no, say so far so good. Um, just need to keep the boys in a, an even keel. We saw a wee bit of a, you know, a slip on Saturday where you know you have to earn the right, and we certainly didn't earn the right. What Warren point out worked us, uh, especially in the second half, and even more so with ten men. You know the. They made us look like we were the, were the team of the ten men. Yeah, I mean, you're fourth on the table. You know, at the start of the season, we probably didn't foresee that happening. No, um, it was probably what people would say baby steps, and maybe you know, on Saturday I, I got a bit annoyed after the game. Um, but I suppose you have to sort of reel back the we've been in the last few years, and think you know, flip you broke your arm off for this at, at the start of the season, you know. But you know, a game in hand, sitting uh, joint third, I think, or fourth or whatever, you know. Um, you know, you definitely broke your arm off for it. Uh, how much pressure is Curtis Allen putting on himself to get another goal in the bag? Curtis is, would say, pretty laid back. You know, he's he's uh, what he's achieved um, in the last few years. Well, you know, even last year, twenty plus goals is fantastic. You know, to do it in a team that was struggling. You know, um, a bottom six team. So there's no hassle. So Curtis will, will score goals, and I would imagine the next opportunity he get he gets it'll not be too far away. You know, but it would be nice. Uh, to do it on Monday night, you know, be against the the arch enemy. Absolutely, you know, it's, the sky cameras are in town. You must be relishing that. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and let's face it, the, the Blues are in some run. Yeah, and not conceding many goals. You know, we're we're the the other way. You know, we're a goal a game at the minute. You know, um, we're needing to score two to win games. But you know, spoke before we're going, we need to win a game one 0 at some stage. You know, we've had one clean sheet this season, all competition um, with our back four. It probably isn't good enough, you know. Um, Linfield are away; they're conceding very little, and they're very capable of scoring. Gary, you were asked to go back to Glentoran as manager a few years ago. So why in the summer did you say, right, this is the time I want to go back to my club? Um, it was actually, I think it was three years ago this month. Three years ago, so 2015. Um, I just wasn't ready at the time, Stephen. You know, I felt I wasn't comfortable. Um, I had a conversation with the chairman back in April and I didn't really want and to do with uh, any thought on it because at the time the Welders were, were going pretty well. If we won our match in Hammer right up beside Institute um, as far as when the league goes the Welders have never won the championship so I just wanted all attention on um, the rest of our season and then I was away three weekends in a row in the beginning of May and so I had plenty of time to think I had spoken to them then and then it was the third weekend we were away in France and uh, I think it was sort of 50-50, came back, went to 60-40 in favour, and then I made the plunge. So. You're like Leaper in that two Glentorn idols, two guys who bleed green, red and black, and I know how much Glentorn means to you. So what was it like watching Glentorn go through all those struggles from afar? Did it hurt? Um, obviously, when I was being involved on Saturdays, you know, you, you didn't really get down. Maybe, maybe the odd Tuesday was there on, on Boxing Day. Um, and it was obviously, you know, from our time, you know, football changes and whatever, you know, with, you know, and players change, and there's different ideas. But it was the it was, expectation of the fans doesn't change, though. No, it doesn't. I think, but I think it did probably in the last year or two. You could sort of see them not throwing the towel in, but you know, um, probably even now helps probably helped our cause, you know, because the, the expectations were obviously lower. But um, no, it was good to get back. You know, as I say, they can't be we can't, we can't be um, lingering down around the bottom forever. You know, there's going to be a time when. They're going to come back because simply because of the, the the fan base they have too, and, and the support's been great. You know, even on Saturday, you know, you're 
in my day, if, if we had a went down, no disrespect to Stephen, but he had a went down maybe and played a, a team round the bottom and didn't win. I mean, you get booed off the pitch. But yes. sorry, we got a clap still, you know, which was, which was great. You know, it was a, a bit of a surprise, but um, it was uh, it was very welcome. Has your you're sitting in fourth, okay? So I don't know what your expectations were um, as a management team, what you set out to achieve at the start of the season. But because of where you are now, has your expectations risen? Um, no, no, I wouldn't think so. You know, I think even from the last few games, we're what we have won, we haven't been, we haven't really been good. You know, so what an ugly, it's not a bad way. Though. It's brilliant. You know, you went ugly, and um, you know, it's a great habit. And you're sort of thinking because we did thought way to Glenavon was one of our when he played ours away. Um, which won two 0 played Glenavon away, played very well. Uh, probably our best performance of the season, I thought. You know, the first twenty minutes were superb. Um, and then the last few games at home, you know, against so-called lesser teams, we've struggled a bit, but we got the result. So um, it was pointed out before the game on Saturday, like we, you know, you can't go on this way. You're going to get egg, egg in your face at some stage. Um, it nearly happened on Saturday, so hopefully that'll be a, a spur and uh, kick us on a wee bit. How important was that point for you? Because you, you are up against it. Yeah, listen, it was crucial and, and a bit like the previous week, you know, we had a, a foothold in probably both games and probably deserved minimum a point from both games and the fact that we've taken it, it's good for the for the group of players because we haven't been in a winning position yet this season and especially the last three games we've come back from being a goal down um, to either take all three or, or certainly get a point. So it's closed the gap on the on the teams that we expect to be in around us um, who have started the league well and as I said, we're one result away from being, being locked level with them after 10 games this weekend. So you come into this Saturday? This Saturday's game is so important. Yeah, listen, it's if you want to call it a six-pointer, you know. Um, Glenav- or, sorry, Dungannon are, are, are probably expecting to, to overturn us um, on their home patch, but certainly we'll be going there to to get something from the game. And we, we set up to take three points in every game, so we'll be planning no different for this one. Can I ask you, Stephen, um, you had to quit playing early because of a heart condition. You know, just explain to us how all that happened because it must have been a pretty traumatic time for you. Yeah, listen, it's something I've never had um, a problem with and, and still don't to this day. It's just through screening from my um, from my underage days at Celtic and going to play the European Championships with the Republic, um, something that just flagged and it was just something we just monitored over time. And at 22, the call came and that was it. I was advised to hang the boots up for my own benefit. Um, I had the option probably to continue playing, but I would have came to probably some unsavoury scenes at times if if a Fabrice Moamba incident may have happened. Um, so yeah, listen, it was it was difficult at the time, but I'm, I'm well and truly over that. It's been four years and I've um, got the head down and, and really stayed within the game and, and developed um, by doing all my, my badges, etc. Um, so really enjoying this side of the game now, to be honest. And at half-time, I'd be interested in Gary's taking this as well. At half-time, you're one of the few managers I've ever seen who actually wait and don't go in and at the start of, of the half-time break. Um, is that to give the players a chance to have their say? Because most managers I know can't wait to get into the, the dressing room at half-time to have a go at them or to say, well yeah. done, boys. Yeah, well, listen, look, it's they know. Like, you know, when you point out things, they already know. So... My taking it is give myself a few minutes to get a clear understanding of what I'm going to try and get across here and not overload them because Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, that's the time to get the work in. If they're not performing, it's it's down to a couple of different different factors. And as I said, we just try to go in and give one or two pieces of information and that's it. If they can carry that out in the second half from what we've observed, observed in the first half, well, 
brilliant, you know. So it's just, I feel it's the best way. I think, you know, I've, I've worked under many managers and you can be overloaded and you can be kind of bamboozled in terms of too much being discussed at halftime. So I think if you let the players have a couple of minutes together and, and you go in with a clear understanding of what you want to get across for the second half, I think that's the cleanest way. From an outsider looking at it, I can't see you giving any of the boys the hairdryer treatment. You seem, very, you seem too measured and calm for that. Yeah, no, I do pretty good. I get walked up, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they all do. Should have seen Gary at the Welder sometimes. That <laughs> uh, happens, I think. <laughs> it does. But, but managers, think of all the managers you've played under, like uh, from Roy Coyle, um, probably the greatest of them all, potentially up there with David Jeffrey. Yeah, Tommy Jackson. You know, they, were, they were all. Um, there was no answering back. That was it was it was their way of the highway. You know what they said. You had to listen. You know there was no answering back, as I say. And um, whether you agreed or not, you know it was, you had to bite your lip and, uh, and get on with it. Has that changed with with me Mod- or with or modern day players? Uh, oh, I, I yeah. So they all know. We all know best now. You know, but um, I know. You know our boys are great. You know the changing room is fantastic. Um, and if you've got a good atmosphere, you've always a chance. Can I ask, just from a management perspective, who you have lent on the most in terms of your experience with them? Which manager did you play under that you've now, I suppose, their demeanour has helped mould you into the manager you've become? Um, it's a hard one. Uh, probably three, um, which style. Well, I played under Tommy Jackson first. You know, Tommy's old school, but, you know, wasn't quite his way or the highway, but he was a tough nut, Tommy, and then. Roy Coyle probably in the same mould. Um, wouldn't say rule by fear, but you know it was old school and it was it was their way. Uh, and then I would have played under Roy Walker, who was laid back and you know would have mentioned words you've never heard of, you know, but with a, a wee bit of a joke. And he was he was great. And Stephen Baxter also at Crusaders, you know. So they all had their their own um, their own ways and maybe a wee bit of of everybody, you know, of, of the. The four or five managers I played under, I've learnt. You learn that you try to bring the best traits um, and what you liked as a player, you know, into the changing room. Because then you, you think if you know if you like that, maybe it helps in the in the players you're you're talking to. Come next season, you and Leeper at the helm. That's it. Deal done. Um, I think so. I'm not too sure. The, the full answer. I'm not too sure if you know the, the club did qualify for Europe. There's every chance that Ronnie might still still be there. I'm not sure what, what way it works. Um, whether when I complete my A licence, how quickly it takes to get onto your the pro licence. Um, I think once you're registered onto these these badges, it counts towards, you know, having it as such. Because um, certainly when I was at the welders, I needed to be. Um, and once it was registered on, then you knew you were able to, to manage, but I'm not too sure. What a moment it's going to be for you, though, Gary, and your family when you become Glen Torn manager. I... <sighs> Well, it depends how successful or unsuccessful for me and my family. You know, whether I'm still living in East Belfast or not. But, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. say I had my day as a, as a player, you know, I've, I've reaped the rewards um, and very successful Glentoran teams. You know, if it doesn't work, it's a game of football. Um, I'm not going to have that, obviously, that, that attitude and that, that mindset. It's not going to work. As I say, it's a game of football. If you've got a, a good changing room with good players, then there's no reason why you can't succeed. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Into this weekend's fixtures. Uh, and fixtures on Friday, Saturday and Monday night. We start at Ards, who will be disappointed with a loss against Cliftonville. But what a goal. Oh, McLennan's goal was absolutely sensational. 
goal of the season without any shadow of the of a doubt. It was just brilliant. Unfortunately, the the lost, so it didn't really count for anything apart from the fact that it was spectacular. Ards are going through a bit of a rocky spell, um, uh, and they've got a lot of injuries. And I know Colin Nixon has been saying it's the worst injury crisis he's ever known, Pete. Well, uh, it'll be truly the worst when Colin puts himself back on the pitch. <laughs> well, well, but as Gary knows, Colin Nixon could play, so um, I don't think that would be a problem to him. Uh, okay, so uh, at home to the Institute, how do you see the game going, Stephen? Um, we have yet to play Ards. Um, obviously played Institute, third game of the season, and, and they were very, very impressive. And have done well in the early part of the season. They have lost four in a row in recent times, so... Just with Ards, the way they're set up, I just feel it could be potentially a draw on the cards here, just with them missing some key personnel and, and Institute probably looking to stop the rot. So I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go with the same. Um, I think there's goals in Institute and because of Ards' injury problems, although Nicky wouldn't really want a point, he, that's what he might end up with. So I'm going to go 1-1 one, one as well. Gary? I'm going to go with 0-0. Uh, um, I think Ards three or four clean sheets in a row. They're obviously struggling um, up front. Um, Institute play. We played them a couple of weeks ago. Played great football. Um, maybe lacked a wee bit up front. You know, we have no McCrodden's firing on all cylinders. Uh, but maybe the Ards back line will have have a wee bit too much for them. Can you see McCrodden being at Institute for much longer? Um, he's from the area. Um, he's been there a long time. I know he had a go at uh, in the Premiership with, with Balna Mallard. I'm not sure. I'd say he's probably a, a home bird, but he's probably he's definitely good enough to the challenge at the top. Okay, uh, Friday night football on the TV: Crusaders against Cliftonville. And Stephen Baxter got a win last weekend. That was much needed. Oh, big style because um, they were threading water. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, you used to play for Crusaders, Gary. Um, uh, I think whenever you started out there, they were just sort of going through that spell where. They were on the cusp of something great, and look at them now. And against Cliftonville, what a big match that is! Fantastic. Cliftonville have started to find a bit of form. Joe Gormley is now one goal away from being the all-time record goal scorer at Cliftonville. I fancy Gormley to score because he does enjoy the big occasion. But I believe Crusaders will still win the match. I think the win at, at Institute was the start of them coming back, and I fancy them to win 2-1 on Friday. Stephen Baxter, how much would the last number of weeks have hurt him? Uh, Stephen's a winner, and obviously um, he's been used to winning quite regularly in the last few years. You know, I think they've lost three the whole last season, and it's been documented this year. I think they've lost four, possibly already, in the league. You know, so he'll definitely be hurting. Uh, Are they out of it? Are they out of the title? No, not at all. Not at all. You know, we're we're, we're just in the in the October, so so much football to be played. You know, they're they're very capable of going to run. Um, like they did a couple of years ago, I think, didn't they win or go on, on beating in 20, 30 plus games? So, no, not at all. They're definitely not out of it. How do you see it going then on Friday night? Um, I could see a high scoring game, but I think Crusaders maybe a 3 2. 3 2. Stephen? I'm going to go with 2 each. Um, I just think with the addition of having Rory Donnelly back now, um, Cliftonville will always score goals, but I think they'll give you opportunities to, to score against them. So, I feel um, with Ben Live and Telly, I think it'll be a 2 each draw. All right. Uh, into Saturday then, Ballymena at home to Newry, and David Jeffrey must be disappointed with last weekend and not getting something from the game against Linfield. He was fuming that they didn't get a penalty later on against Linfield, but he del- delighted they're back at Ballymena United's showgrounds. My goodness, it's been. But how's, it's been how's a the long pitch? Time, hasn't it? How's it's the pitch going to be? 
Well, the pitch hopefully will be okay as long as the stock cars stay off it this week. But I'm certain that David Jeffrey will be looking for a big, big result there, Pete. And I think he's going to get it because the Ballymena public will come out to support the team. Because I, I do think there's real potential there. Results haven't gone their way recently. But I fancy Ballymena to win that match 3-1. Stephen? Um, I think it'll be a little tighter. I'll go for 2-1 Ballymena. Just would have been their first game back at home and... You know, it's a brand new squad, so they've yet to play there as a, as a panel. So it, I think it'll be interesting fixture. So I, I think it'll be tight too on Ballymena. I think it'll be tight as well. We've seen Uri, um this year. They play good football. They're a good side. Haven't seen Ballymena. Um, by all accounts, they're they're up and down. You know, they're playing some great stuff, and then maybe not getting so much luck again. Probably with Stephen because it's their their first game back at the ground. I see a narrow win for Ballymena. The fixtures this weekend are phenomenal. So we now go to Coleraine. Coleraine at home to Glenavon. Rodney McAree hasn't got three points in his tenure there just yet. Glenavon are right on top of the league. This is going to be some game. Absolute belter. Coleraine are becoming the draw specialists. They've got to start winning games to their become pitches, title contenders. Their, their pitch isn't helping them. The pitch is a nightmare. It really is. And Rodney McAree will be looking at that and thinking, um, uh, can we change this quickly? Because I know he likes to play football on the deck. But against Glenavon, it's going to be a really tough fixture. Glenavon are riding high, as you say, Pete. They're top of the table. They deserve to be there. For me, they're genuine title challengers. Losing Chris Lindsay to Dungannon is a blow to them because I know Chris was very well respected and well regarded by the players in terms of his coaching. But now Glenavon just have to kick on. And what a match to play at against Coleraine, who I know Gary Hamilton's got a lot of time for Coleraine. For Rodney McAree, this is massive. I really do believe it because um, he can't fall further behind Glenavon than he already is. And I just think there's going to be an impetus, um, a desire, real motivation for Coleraine to go and win this game. I fancy Coleraine to win 2-1 in a really, really entertaining fixture. Gary, you know Gary Hamilton well. I mean, being at the, at the top of the table and with everyone starting to talk about Glenavon and, and having a, a good shot at the title, how much pressure will that lump on his shoulders and how will he deal with that? I don't think there will be uh, much pressure at all. You know, I think they're, they're a really young team. I don't think there's too much fear in the team. Um, they certainly play good football and have a lot of uh, match winners in their team. Um, so I don't think at all. I think if, if there's any pressure, it's probably going to be more on the, on the cold rain to get a win. You know, um, it's like six draws or something, possibly. I'm not too sure, is that right? Yeah, it's around you know, that, um, yeah. So I think the pressure is probably, you know, from what cold rain did last year won the feet and pushing Crusaders the last day of the season. You know, they need to get a win. So I think the pressure will probably be more in Coleraine, so I think Glenavon can go out and do what they're doing. Uh, and what will the score be? I would, I would, I would go for another draw. <laughs> <laughs> the pool's coupon's looking good this week. Uh, Stephen? Um, I think when it comes down to the big games, Coleraine have produced, certainly last season, um, I just feel I just feel they'll they'll be right up for this one. I think um, one nil. I think it'll be a narrow win for Coleraine. All right. Okay. Um, Dungannon at home against yourself. I, I, we'll get on to what you think in a second. Big O, how do you see it playing out? And Chris Lindsay, how quick can he get his philosophy into that team? Well, he has to get it in quickly because they are struggling down near the bottom of the table. I think it'll be a really entertaining game on Saturday at Stangmore Park. Listen, at the moment, Warren Point, I've got the bit between their teeth. They, they look like a side now who don't know when they're beaten. And that must be brilliant for you as a manager, Stephen. You know, they keep coming back. Three comebacks the last three weeks. 
and I don't think they'll lose on Saturday. I'm going to go for a draw this time, like Gary here. I'm going to go for a 2-2. I think there's going to be goals in it. And um, uh, Chris Lindsay, I think, is a great choice, by the way, for Dungannon. I think he will do well there, but he might have to settle for a point in his first match at home as manager. So 2-2 for me. Carry. Uh, again, we've played, played both teams. Um, Dungannon played great football at the Oval, but I, I thought, you know, with all the possession, they were pretty toothless up front. Maybe it was just a bad day. Um, you know, they're very capable of very playing teams, but I think with um, Stephen's team and the, the grit, the determination, their work rate, and they do play a bit, it would be a hard one to call again, you know, without wanting to sit in the fence too much. I, I would say it would be, be a score draw. Sitting on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen, how do you approach this? You've already said earlier on about how significant it is the games in and around, you know, the, the teams here around you in the table. So, You'll see this coming off the back of the win against Cliftonville, getting the point against the Glens. You'll see this as a big opportunity to get three points on the board. Yeah, listen, there's there's big stakes. You know, as I said, you win, you're potentially going to be sitting in mid-table after the weekend. So whether that's Dungannon or ourselves, we'll certainly be setting up to go win the game. Um, I was lucky enough to get over and watch them last Saturday. So certainly they've, they've got some quality in the team. Um, they're pretty expansive, so they do give you opportunities. So um, as I said, we'll be going to win the game. and. Look, hopefully we'll be sitting there at five o'clock with, with three points in the bag. Okay, on to Monday night. How excited are you? I can't wait. Yeah, been a while from us involved in a, in a big two game, so no, I can't wait. Stephen, um, this is going to skies and towns. It's going to be on the telly, and um, hopefully we get a game. You know, a, a good game of football. And it's not. It's not a draw of some description. You know, I'm hoping we're going to get goals. I think we will get goals. Listen, Glentor and Linfield games are special. Uh, you can talk all you want about is it still the biggest game in Irish League football. Personally, I believe it is in terms of crowd numbers, in terms of the atmosphere it generates. Like there'll be lots of noise at the Oval on Monday night, and I think there'll be a great sense of anticipation amongst Glentorn fans because the team have started really, really well. And you got to pay credit to Gary Smith, Paul Lehman, Ronnie McFall, and Kieran Harding for that. Plus the players, they're clearly buying into what's been said in the dressing room. A lot of people thought Glentorn would be struggling this season, take time for Gary and Paul to, to bed in, but that certainly hasn't been the case. They're up there, they're fourth, which is good going, Gary, I've got to say, at this stage this season. And I think they can go into the Linfield match thinking, to a degree, almost nothing to lose, because Linfield will be expected to go there and win with the form Linfield have been showing. Joel Cooper has been outstanding. Michael O'Connor, who you will know well, Stephen, has made an incredible start to his Linfield career. And Linfield are going to go to that game heavy favourites. But with the big two matches, sometimes you just never know. And if Glentorn start well, Glentorn might just be the first team to beat them. I take it the aim of the game. We've already talked about leaking goals at the back. I take it this week in training, it's all about tightening up. All about tightening up. Yeah, I think we need to tighten up all over the pitch. You know, it's not you can't blame the back four um, or our keeper. You know, that's a that's a collective thing. You know, from the front right to the back. You know, if everybody does their job, there's no reason why you, sh- you should concede. Uh, and in terms of your your standpoint, the zonal marking or is it man on man? Oh, man to man. Yeah, zonal <laughs> man. That's buck, that's buck passing. You know, you can't blame anybody in zonal marking. You know. Um, no, you get a man, you know, and, and you do your best to, to stop that man from from scoring a goal. You know, it's not rocket science, you know. So, um, no, we'll go out to say uh, we lost the we've lost once this season. It was the first game of the season, so we're in a we're in a good run. You know, um, whether our form's been up and down, you know, we're, we're we're in a good place at the minute. So we can go out with a lot of confidence and 
and go out hopefully and go out and enjoy ourselves. What do you make of Joel Cooper? Uh, he's a great start, hasn't he? You know, he's um, probably the same he went to Glenavon, he set the league on fire. Um, he's come to Linfield, obviously a huge club, and he's had a great start. You know, I know the Blue Men are absolutely raving about him. Uh, he scored a very good goal on Saturday. You know, seemed to drift right over on the, the sort of the right hand side of the, the pitch, just stuck it into the far corner with his right foot. So no, he's, he's, he's obviously going to be a, a big threat to us, as is Daniel Kearns and, and Michael O'Connor. You know, so you know you've, you've got your work cut out um, stopping these boys playing. But on the other side, we need to go out and, and, uh, and produce something ourselves. It wouldn't surprise me, Pete, if Curtis Allen scores the winner and his hundredth goal for Glentoran. I'm going to go for a shock. I'm going to go for the Glens to beat them 2-1. All right, Stephen. I'm going to sit in the fence. Um, I've been impressed with both sides. I think Linfield are the best side we've played all year. I think they've kind of. Will they win the league? For me, yes. I think they've set the bar. I think they're, they're a class outfit. Um, however, I've been very, very impressed with Glentoran the weekend. They look very, very mobile and fit, and probably the fittest team we've we've played against. That's what they look like visually. Um, and I just think would have been a huge derby. Um, I think it'll be cagey enough, especially with being on Sky. So I'm going to sit in the fence and go one-one. Excellent stuff. Well, you know what? It is going to be a phenomenal weekend of football. Chapman, thank you very much for joining us this week. Um, thank you for watching. Uh, we're back with more next week. And enjoy your weekend of football.